Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled The Law of the Leper and the Day of His Cleansing. It will be focused on the study of Leviticus chapter 14. Before going any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for seeing the law of cleansing and seeing how it was a type of the New Testament where we are washed by the waters of the world. We pray, Father, may as we read, may we realize that everything you do is done for a reason and recognize the types that you did in the Old Testament of the New. Speak to us today in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Leviticus chapter 14. Chapter 14. And the Lord spake unto Moses saying, This shall be the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought unto the priest, and the priest shall go forth out of the camp, and the priest shall look, and behold, if the plague of leprosy be healed in the leper, Then shall the priest command to take for him that is to be cleansed two birds alive and clean and cedar wood and scarlet and hyssop and the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel over running water as for the living bird he shall take it and the cedar wood and the scarlet and the hyssop and shall dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water and he shall sprinkle upon him that is to be cleansed from the leprosy seven times and shall pronounce him clean and shall let the living bird loose into the open field and he that is to be cleansed shall wash his clothes and shave off all his hair and wash himself in water that he may be clean and after that he shall come into the camp and shall tarry abroad out of his tent seven days but it shall be on the seventh day that he shall shave all his hair off his head and his beard and his eyebrows even all his hair he shall shave off and he shall wash his clothes also he shall wash his flesh in water and he shall be clean and on the eighth day he shall take two he lambs without blemish and one ewe lamb of the first year without blemish and three tenth deals of fine flour for a meat offering mingled with oil and one log of oil and the priest that maketh him clean shall present the man that is to be made clean and those things before the lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation and the priest shall take one he lamb and offer him for a trespass offering and the log of oil and wave them for a wave offering before the lord and he shall slay the lamb in the place where he shall kill the sin offering and the burnt offering in the holy place For as the sin offering is the priests so is the trespass offering it is most holy and the priest shall take some of the blood of the trespass offering and the priest shall put it upon the tip of the right ear of him that is to be cleansed and upon the thumb of his right hand and upon the great toe of his right foot and the priest shall take some of the log of oil and pour it into the palm of his own left hand And the priest shall dip his right finger in the oil that is in his left hand and shall sprinkle of the oil with his finger seven times before the Lord and of the rest of the oil that is in his hand shall the priest put upon the tip of the right ear of him that is to be cleansed and upon the thumb of his right hand and upon the great toe of his right foot upon the blood of the trespass offering and the remnant of the oil that is in the priest's hand he shall pour upon the head of him that is to be cleansed 
and the priest shall make an atonement for him before the Lord. And the priest shall offer the sin offering, and make an atonement for him that is to be cleansed from his uncleanness. And afterward he shall kill the burnt offering, and the priest shall offer the burnt offering and the meat offering upon the altar. And the priest shall make an atonement for him, and he shall be clean. And if he be poor, and cannot get so much, then he shall take one lamb for a trespass offering to be waved, to make an atonement for him, and one tenth deal of fine flour mingled with oil for a meat offering, and a log of oil, and two turtle doves, or two young pigeons such as he is able to get. And the one shall be a sin offering, and the other a burnt offering. And he shall bring them on the eighth day for his cleansing unto the priest, unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord. And the priest shall take the lamb of the trespass offering, and the log of oil, and the priest shall wave them for a wave offering before the Lord. And he shall kill the lamb of the trespass offering, and the priest shall take some of the blood of the trespass offering, and put it upon the tip of the right ear of him that is to be cleansed, and upon the thumb of his right hand, and upon the great toe of his right foot. And the priest shall pour of the oil into the palm of his own left hand, and the priest shall sprinkle with his right finger some of the oil that is in his left hand seven times before the Lord. And the priest shall put of the oil that is in his hand upon the tip of the right ear of him that is to be cleansed, and upon the thumb of his right hand, and upon the great toe of his right foot, upon the place of the blood of the trespass offering, and the rest of the oil that is in the priest's hand, he shall put upon the head of him that is to be cleansed, to make an atonement for him before the Lord. And he shall offer the one of the turtle doves, or of the young pigeon such as he can get, even such as he is able to get, the one for a sin offering, and the other for a burnt offering with the meat offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for him that is to be cleansed before the Lord. This is the law of him in whom is the plague of leprosy, whose hand is not able to get that which pertaineth to his cleansing. And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, When ye be come into the land of Canaan, which I give to you for a possession, and I put the plague of leprosy in a house of the land of your possession. And he that owneth the house shall come and tell the priest, saying, It seemeth to me, there is as it were a plague in the house. Then the priest shall command that they empty the house, before the priest go into it to see the plague, that all that is in the house be not made unclean. And afterward the priest shall go in to see the house. And he shall look on the plague, and behold, if the plague be in the walls of the house with hollow strakes, greenish or reddish, which inside are lower than the wall, then the priest shall go out of the house to the door of the house, and shut up the house seven days. And the priest shall come again the seventh day, and shall look, and behold, if the plague be spread in the walls of the house, then the priest shall command that they take away the stones in which the plague is, and they shall cast them into an unclean place without the city. And he shall cause the house to be scraped within round about, and they shall pour out the dust that they scrape off without the city into an unclean place. And they shall take other stones, and put them in the place of those stones, and he shall take other mortar, and shall plaster the house. And if the plague come again, and break out in the house, after that he hath taken away the stones, and after he hath scraped the house, and after it is plastered, then the priest shall come and look, and behold, if the plague be spread in the house, it is a fretting leprosy in the house, it is unclean. And he shall break down the house, the stones of it, and the timber thereof, and all the mortar of the house, 
and he shall carry them forth out of the city into an unclean place. Moreover, he that goeth into the house all the while that it is shut up shall be unclean until the even. And he that lieth in the house shall wash his clothes, and he that eateth in the house shall wash his clothes. And if the priest shall come in and look upon it, and behold, the plague hath not spread in the house, after the house was plastered, then the priest shall pronounce the house clean, because the plague is healed. And he shall take to cleanse the house two birds, and cedar wood, and scarlet, and hyssop. And he shall kill the one of the birds in an earthen vessel over running water. And he shall take the cedar wood, and the hyssop, and the scarlet, and the living bird, and dip them in the blood of the slain bird, and in the running water, and sprinkle the house seven times. And he shall cleanse the house with the blood of the bird, and with the running water, and with the living bird, and with the cedar wood, and with the hyssop, and with the scarlet. But he shall let go the living bird out of the city into the open fields, and make an atonement for the house, and it shall be clean. This is the law for all manner of plague of leprosy and skull, and for the leprosy of a garment, and of a house, and for a rising, and for a scab, and for a bright spot, to teach when it is unclean, and when it is clean. This is the law of leprosy. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, The Water of Separation. This was preached in 1955 on January the 21st. We'll begin at paragraph 15 up to paragraph 29. I trust you find it to be a blessing. I just oftentimes wonder what's the matter with the Christian church who's so scared of things. Yeah. Well, you've got nothing to be scared about. That's right. The first words there Jesus said after that is, Fear up! That's right. See, don't fear, don't get scared. There ain't nothing going to happen. Nothing can happen. Nothing can bother a Christian. Amen. Not even death itself can't even touch the Christian. He that heareth my words and believeth on him and sent me ah, everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation but has passed from death to life. Amen. Death itself has no reign over a Christian. Christ died in our sin. Amen. What a marvelous what what a faith thou art to build up in the people. Something else told them art. You'll never get nothing by being a little jellyfish Christian. No, sir. Did you ever see a jellyfish? You just hit him, he splatters all over everything. See? A jellyfish. You know what usually eats them? The crabs and things along the side of the seashore. Comes up with his pinchers and cuts them in two and takes them down because the jellyfish just lays there. Brother, we need some Christians, not jellyfish, but with a backbone. That's right. It'll stand, oh, I don't mean to fuss with people. But stand for your God-given rights that Christ died for. Certainly not pushed around. We don't have to be. No, sir. We got a we got an inheritance. Amen. And our inheritance belongs to us. It's your privilege to have anything that you inherited to accept in Jesus Christ and dying to yourself. How marvelous. Yes, you're sick and say, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. No, you ain't going to do nothing. That's the way to talk back to him. Say, I know my position in Christ, and you just might as well get away. I ain't listen to you no more. I got an inheritance. 
And we got a title deed to it. Abstract. Goes all the way back to Calvary. The day of Pentecost. When he said, This promise isn't to you and to your children, and them that far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Abstract deed. Amen. Clear all the way back to Pentecost. How far does it go back? How many is it far? As many as the Lord will call. If the Lord calls you, he gives you an abstract title. Amen. All the way back in the blood of Jesus Christ, as just as good as it was been said ten minutes ago. It's an ever believer, it's your possession. You're just scared to use your rights, that's all. Somebody, a big, when you go home tonight, you Christian, respectable people here in the city, a big bunch of drunks and things has moved in, taken over your house, say, well, what about this? Look at here, they say, this is a house, isn't it? Yes. Well, uh, it's made for human beings, isn't it? Yes. Well, I'm a human being. I have a right to be here. But you don't have a right to be there. We don't believe in that kind of carrying on. Well, he said, I'm not going to get out. There's a law down here that says he will get out, as long as you can prove it's your house. Is that right? Yeah. They said, no, I'm going to take you prematurely. I'm going to do this. No, you're not. We got a title to this property of ours. That's right. And we got, a, we got an attorney setting glory. Amen. Amen. With a blood sacrifice of his own life. Not only that, but we got a FBI agent. Amen. The Holy Spirit, God's great detective. Just bleed that blood there and serve that morning. Watch the Holy Ghost put him out. Amen. There you are. Yours. Whosoever will, let him come. Oh, it's marvelous. Notice. In the shedding of the blood. Now he said, I'll tell you, you must take this. Now watch the priest sit and bring, but the congregation brought the heifer for the murder, for the sacrifice, for the killing. And the congregation brought Jesus to Calvary, which was the time. They condemned him and brought him to Calvary. That they could slay and notice, he must be killed in the sight of Eliezer and the company. And Christ was killed in the presence of the high priest and all the company of Israel. And notice, when they died, when the heifer died, the red heifer was killed, then they taken her blood on the fingers of the high priest and walked before the congregation, before the doors of the congregation and struck it seven times. Seven times of blood as a public testimony to the public. It was lifted up before the door seven different times that was struck there showing it through all the seven different dispensations that the blood of Christ is still a public testimony. First thousand years, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. Amen. When we see him sitting on the throne of David, he'll still have the scars on his hands to show that he's the Redeemer. Amen. Notice, then he said, after doing that, then the heifer should be burned, which was on the brass altar, speaking of judgment, divine judgment. Then after that, 
Then they were to be made a water of separation. In that was to be put cedar wood, scarlet wood, and hyssop. Speaking of the cross and the hyssop, meaning Christ on the cross. Those three elements was always used when a sacrifice was in the Bible. Back over in Exodus, the uh, 14th chapter, and the first to the fourth, or the first verse, fourth verse, pardon me, and the sixth verse, when God told them when they were to make the sign of the cross on the door, that the lamb was to be killed just before they're going out, and they dipped uh, this wood and hyssop uh, and struck it on the lintel of the doorpost. And it was proven that when I see the blood, I'll pass over you, put on by hyssop wood. Hyssop is a little brush, like a sagebrush. The cedar and scarlet was practically like a redwood cedar, which was made into a big timber. But the, the hyssop was a bunch of sagebrush-like, called hyssop brush. They dipped it into the charger of blood and throwed it over on the, uh, like a broom sage or something on that order. And sprinkle it on the place, and it was always included the same way at every sacrifice for the cleansing of sin, for the cleansing of leprosy. What taking place? The God of two turtle doves killed one over an earthen vessel with running water, poured his blood into an earthly vessel, the earthly vessel speaking of Christ's humiliation. Christ humiliating himself, coming down, taking on an earthly vessel. And over the running water, which the water in that place spoke of the Spirit. And one dove was killed, and in this was put cedar, scarlet, and hyssop. And the hyssop sprinkled the living bird, and was, the living bird was taken out in the field and turned loose. And when this little wings of the fluttering or flying like that with the blood of its dead mate on it for a cleansing of leprosy, which is a type of sin, was a type of the church with the blood of the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died in his sin, and the blood cried, Holy unto the Lord. Amen. The blood strengthened the ground. Holy, holy, holy unto the Lord. A cleansing of leprosy. I just learned from some medical research the other day what leprosy is caused from. The wrong diet. That's what causes sin, is the wrong spiritual diet. The cause of the eating leprosy that only God alone can cure. All right. Notice in them now the cedar, hyssop, and scarlet wood was included there. So the cedar, scarlet, and hyssop was all thrown together, which we could see what the dispensation, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all in one, and so forth. If we had time to go into it, but it's getting late, and I haven't got the time. Well, just speaking of it, in the three dispensations, we could bring it down through the Old Testament, through the seven church ages of the seven strokes, and so forth, that looking through those streaks of blood there, the seven different streaks represent the seven church ages, Israel, natural, and the Gentile church in spiritual. Seven church ages, just exactly the same way, and uh, the, and the, uh, Israel had seven church ages right in its bloom of its best. Come Ahab and married this idolatry and brought an idolater in and caused idolatry in Israel. The Christian church did the same thing out of the dark ages, 
come right in and married right into the same thing and brought idolatry into the Christian church again. See? Just exactly perfectly in this middle age. Now, I want you to notice quickly that all this hossip, cedar, and so forth was thrown in with the red heifer and was burned and made a water of separation that when an unclean person that was defiled had to come and go through the waters of separation which separated them from their uncleanliness and made them holy, they enter into fellowship again with the rest of the congregation. Oh, what a beautiful picture! That separation, the waters of separation separated the guilty and made them holy and brought them back into fellowship again. That the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all unrighteousness and makes us holy and puts us back into fellowship again with the Father. See? Beautiful, isn't it? Notice. Now, what was the water of separation type of? The water of separation was a type of the Word of God. The Word. Now, I believe it's over in Ephesians here. At the um, fifth chapter, it says, That he might sanctify and cleanse us with the washing of the water by the Word. See? Washing of the water of separation by the Word. And in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and became, you see, the water of separation. Amen. And everything that Christ died for and promised in His Word is yours as freely as the water runs. For if you are, if you have uh, sin, apply the word. It's the water of separation. Now, the water of separation separates you from sin. If you are weary, apply the water of the word. And if you are sick, apply the water of the word. For it separates us from sickness. It separates us from sin. It separates us from weary. It separates us from every attribute that sin produced. Oh, I love it. For he has washed us and cleansed us through the washing of the water by the word and separated us unto himself a believing people set aside from the world to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that he might manifest himself to the outside world through the Holy Spirit operating through this inside of the blood cell. Oh, I hope you see it. The blood cell bursted at Calvary. Life is inside the cell. And then it broke the cell. Christ did first, bringing himself into the womb of a virgin and creating around himself a cell, a blood cell that multiplied into many cells and brought forth the Son, Christ Jesus, and at Calvary, this blood cell was broken by a sinful Roman spear as it pierced him in the heart, right in the middle of the heart, 
is a little place in a human being that isn't in an animal, a little place in there which is, they think it's the soul of man. There's not a blood cell touches it or anything. And in there is the human soul. And Christ was pierced through there. That the blood cell is a pierced like that tore loose the blood cell and set the Holy Spirit at liberty for God to call through that and bring the believers through the blood cell back into fellowship with himself again. Oh my! Through the washing of the water by the word. What does the faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God? And we accept the word and believe the word that he was wounded for our transgressions. What was that separation to do? What did it separate them from? As soon as they received the separation, they were free. And what was Christ separated from? What did he separate us from? The Bible said he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastism of our peace upon him. And with his stripes, we were separated from our diseases. Separated from our sins, separated from our weary, separated from our iniquity, and separated from our sins by the Word, which was Christ. That was made flesh as well among us, and the Word became flesh, and the flesh was broken, the blood cell was broken loose, that the believers could be brought through the spray of the blood from Calvary. Oh, my, what a... My hopes is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood with righteousness. All around my soul gives way, then he's all my hope and stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other grounds of sinking sand. All other grounds, every church, every denomination, ever whatever, all other grounds of sinking sand. Whether it's mother, father, loved ones, whether it's friends, whatever it is, all other grounds is sinking sand. On Christ alone I stand. It's an individual affair, not a group of people, but it's to you as an individual that you yourself, as a soul, a human being, might notice, might forsake your own thoughts. As long as you have your own thoughts, your own ways, your ways are contrary to God's ways. And you cannot be right and think your own thoughts. For you've got to die to your own thoughts. Do you know that? Your thoughts, as long as you look at it, you look at it materially, you say, oh, well, that can't happen. It's just not reasonable. It's not sensible to even think such a thing. As long as you do that, then you'll stay in your same condition. You get to a place where you can... Not think your way, but come into Christ and think His way of thinking. Take His word. Then things begin to shape different. For you are dead, and your life is hidden God through Christ and sealed by the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus that walk not after the flesh, what the flesh says, but walk after the Spirit. Isn't that marvelous? God separating us from the things of the world. Nothing we could do, we were dead to sin, trespasses, without hope, without God in the world, alienated, cut off, going to a devil's hell, a sinner's grave, 
And in due season, Christ died for us all, producing and giving to us the waters of separation. And God, by grace, called us through this water, separated us from our sins, and brought us unto himself, a peculiar people, a holy nation, a royal priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifice, the fruits of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Shall we pray? Father God in heaven, this word, how it makes us free and sets us free, the water of separation. It sets our thinking free. We don't no longer think with our own minds. We just depend on what he said in the word. Can't go wrong. God, you use the one who says you separate us. And then if we're separated from our own thoughts, separated from our own ideas, we are lost then in you, and we just believe what you said. No matter how unreasonable it may seem, you're the God of circumstance. You're able to keep that what you have promised. And as Paul of old said, I am persuaded he's able to keep that which I've committed to him against the day. Father, here it is. Closing up of the meeting soon. Let's go somewhere else and preach the gospel. Now pray tonight that many will receive Christ as personal Savior. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Come into this marvelous fellowship of believers. May many Methodists tonight receive it. Baptist, Presbyterian, Catholic, Pentecostal. Nazarene, Pilgrim, Holiness, and all of thy children everywhere, Lord. May they come into Christ Jesus by the washing of the water through the Word. For we ask that in Christ's name, Amen. As we get towards the end of this episode, we end with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for a wonderful word. Lord, it is our desire that you might wash us through the waters of the word and cleanse us. As we listen to these tapes, as we listen to your scripture, Lord, may you take part in us and take away all the dross and all of the world out of us until, Lord, we are refined like gold. So, Father, purify us through the fire of the Holy Spirit. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Like you said, Father, sanctify them by thy truth. Sanctify us, Lord, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, we'd really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
Satan Christ could come just any day. Heed the Spirit calling, make your way to Calvary. And get in that number, getting ready to leave. Ready to leave in twinkling of an eye. Making investments in the bank up in the sky. I've made preparations, not a reason to breathe. Are you that number?